0: Welcome to the uh, Peripheral Views Podcast. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, I'm your host, Jake, and my co-host again is the amenable, Errol. What's going on, bud? Hello. So we got a little post-show uh, we're going to throw up. Uh, this is right after the conclusion. We did a preview show of the UFC 295 card. Um, so we're going to dive into a little post-show and... Um, just to cover the bases, uh, as per usual, you guys know where to find us at peripheral v123 on x slash twitter. Uh, we are at soundcloud.com forward slash peripheral views one two three. Uh throw us in your YouTube search bar. You can find us anywhere on YouTube. All episodes are download uploaded to that site. Uh just throw us in the search bar for peripheral views podcast. Um we are also on Spotify and Apple. Same same correspondence, Peripheral Views Podcast. Just throw us in the search bar. Give us a rating, subscription, and review if you could. Um, PeripheralReviewsPodcast.com, also where to find us. Got that out of the way. Uh, let's jump into the main event, UFC 295, uh, tonight in Madison Square Garden. We're going to dive right into it. Um, just a little post-show to cover the bases of what went down tonight. Um. Alex Pajeda with a second round um, knockout at the at the four minute and eight second mark, um, a, a a massive accomplishment. Knockout over Yuri Prohatska in the main event tonight. USC two ninety five. A little bit gonna, gonna talk a little bit about some controversy in in regards to it, but. Let's talk a little bit about like this just the accomplishment, just in general, to uh, you know, Alex Pajeda coming from glory kickboxing, two division uh champion there, so two different weight classes there, um, champion in, in both, and then comes over to the UFC, wins the middleweight title over uh, Adesanya, Izzy Adesanya, and then loses that belt via knockout back in uh, April of this year, um. Uh, so, but he did accomplish the middleweight championship and now he accomplishes a second weight class championship in a matter of 11 pro MMA fights. I mean, that is just absurd. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the, about the, you know, the accomplishment itself, but Errol, I want to hear your input. Um, obviously the first, the, the, the place to lead this off is what do you think about the stoppage?
1: Um, <clears throat> I was going to say, like, it's, I can see why you may be apprehensive and be like it's kind of early but what was he gonna do stand up on that busted leg
0: yeah so like obviously first round it seemed like pajeda was doing really quality um quality control on that front lead leg out of orthodox for here's yeah, the here's the, here's the thing, it did you,
1: did you watch the video where uh because uh uh, Daniel Cormier is like, uh, he's like, I had him kick me the other day, just like a little bit. And you're like, wicked hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: And I saw the video and he'd like barely tapped him with it. it. It's looks like that leg. like he,
1: That's what it looks like. He was doing in the fight. Kind of like, i yeah. like, oh, he's just hammering it up. And then uh, that thing's he, like, that
0: thing's made of steel, And it comes like, uh, like Rogan was saying, he doesn't like turn the hip over on it. Like most no. guys, like where he follows through <laughs> Dude, with it. It's really don't... just, as soon as he makes contact, he pulls back. And I don't know how he's landing it with such efficiency, but I mean, he chewed that leg of. It's uh, like
1: it's like you see it, and like you're so used to like if you're gonna get like you know wobbled like that on a leg kick, like you see someone wind up and yeah, turn those hips and like kick your feet out from underneath it. He just like bat, just throwing it out there. Well, the or leg always the,
0: the leg always like kind of like after a leg kick, it will usually like it'll snap off and hit the calf or the uh, or the thigh, and then typically the. Whoever's throwing it, the kick will kind of the leg will kind of wind up overlapping over the other leg because that hip kind of rolls over it, Mm -hmm. and it's just not the way that he throws it. And he just kind of snaps it off and then pulls back on it, and it's like you wonder if if maybe it's what keeps his stance in place. He keeps him in that um, because I, I actually. I don't know I'm I'm not an expert in technique by by any stretch of the imagination so like just just understand that I've been watching MMA for a very short while like probably less less than 10 years um diligently but I will say I wonder if that kick snapping it off and just kind of just kind of snapping it off on the calf of the of of the opponent and then pulling it back keeps him in, in stance it almost kind of opens up So, like, a lot of guys will try to counter off of a leg kick like that. And it sets him up perfectly to chop with that left hook. So, like, Pajeda has that left hook. That's what, like, that's what actually rocked Adesanya and led to his uh, knockout, uh, you know, a year ago. Um, But, like, I wonder if why he snaps it off that way is to draw in the opponent to counter off the leg kick. So, like, usually somebody throws a, a low kick, that's an opportunity for the opponent to kind of go upstairs on. him, Right. And I wonder if he tries to draw them in and doesn't commit fully to the, to the leg kick so that he can regain his stance to throw that left hook.
1: It's like, he knows that his like half hearted leg kick is going to be as good, if not better than like a, wholehearted leg kick by someone else with him being a kickboxer. Well, I'm So he's I'm, like I could just throw it out there.
0: I'm rewatching it. I'm rewatching the 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 knock the actual true knockdown and what it could 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 be described as like the the beginning of the end. It was uh, it was again the left hook. It was that left hook. And this was Yuri closing the distance coming yeah. in up against the fence. He hits him with a right and then he it's the left hook that drops Yuri again. I do understand okay So let me give my take on the stoppage. Um, It sounds to me, okay, in the post-fight interview, Yuri Prochaska does um, fully acknowledge that he was out. Um, That being the case, I'm good with the stoppage now. Uh, I I can't – if the fighter himself comes out and says that, like, you know, I was out, um, it did kind of look like he was out. Like, as he's falling back, you kind of see his arm go limp, right?
1: Did you see that as well? a little bit, but I was also worried about that when he um when he had him in this uh, standing uh, guillotine.
0: Yeah, his eyes closed. It looked like it, yeah. I saw the same I thing. Was, I was like, "Holy shit!" Is he out? Here's the thing about Prohaska. Like, there were like multiple moments. He's such a confusing, awkward uh, style fighter. Um, he was dangerous
1: I, the whole time.
0: When he was fighting Glover, though, there were multiple moments in that fight where it was like he was tapping Glover. Like, but it was like kind of like competitive tapping. But like, I even think the commentator—I think it might have been Bisbing or uh, Cormier—were they were saying the same thing. They were like, "He's got to be careful about that because like the referee could interpret that as being like uh, submission." Um, Because he was like tapping him in these like grappling exchanges, like tapping him on the side, tapping him on the shoulder but he was just being like
1: good look good job
0: like good job right and like this dude is like he's just a very strange fighter in every single way including his personality like he's just a very interesting cat and but like that's why when i see him i think that is why the instinct for most viewers was uh early stoppage like i think I think if it was any other fighter, they probably would be more okay with the stoppage, maybe not completely, but like definitely more. Whereas this guy has like played possum enough, and maybe not even possum, but like it's very difficult to determine if he's like truly out of the fight or not. And, well, the, um, and
1: the, it was established that his ground game is is better too. So for
0: sure, for sure. But well, that's, that's the what, thing. That's when what you... made me think it, right? It's like but... you see him you see him fall backwards on his back, and you wonder if he's trying to pull Pajeda into guard so that like he could further defend and kind of just end it. He could put an end, but to as the he striking. goes back,
1: he, no, because as he goes back, you see his hands go up.
0: That's what I mean. His uh, his arms did appear to go limp as he's kind of falling back to the canvas.
1: Like they so like go like, up above his head, like he's on a like he's on. A and
0: if he and here. if he's the one who's, I mean, he op- he openly said in the post fight interview that he was that he was out cold. So like, if he was if he says he's out and it's a good stoppage, I'm good with the stoppage. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm not I will say this. I will say it, this. I would, as a viewer. Not as a respecter of like MMA and like results in like the, you know, the, the moral code of the, you know, of the fighter. I will say it was like, um, just as a viewer, purely and simply, um, I would have preferred something more definitive just watching because of how great this night was. Um, but like, if that means that a fighter's got to take more damage on the, on the way to that, then like, I'm good with what we got.
1: Yeah, that's so that's what I'm thinking. Like at the end of the day, you got to they pay these refs and they've done it for a long time. Like, uh, I mean, it might, if it was Herb Dean, then it would have been we would have saw it. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do. I, I do think I, it just makes me wonder. I, I know he said he was out. Um, but like, I also wonder about Yuri, like maybe, maybe he's just saying that because he just doesn't, he's just a, such a respectful fighter. Like he's right. just, he respects the game so much. Well, that so- I wonder if he's just saying that to make sure that, that like nothing's taken away from his opponent. Cause I do think as soon as, as soon as Goddard got involved, it seems like he like rolled up to his knees and he was fully with it. I mean, he he, he seemed a little,
1: he seemed like a little upset too, which I mean, you're no matter what you're going to be upset if, uh, you know, with all that on the line, but my argument is um, he, he hits him with the left and then it almost looks like he tries to catch himself, but then like, you can tell like the, like he, you get hit and you're kind of rocked and dazed. You're like, Oh, I'll just stand up on my right leg. And you forget that your whole leg has just been torn from the first, like, you know, from the first encounter. And then I think he dropped down a bit. And then when he started hitting him with those up, which to me, those looked a little close to like 12 to six. They were pretty,
0: they were pretty vicious and they were very close to 12 to six, but like, it's almost like like, they don't even enforce that anymore. It's very rare to see a a referee get involved. I I think they're
1: just more worried if it's, um, if it's like on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, If it's it's a grounded
0: opponent or back of the head. But I was like,
1: like, that is a, that is a vicious angle for something to just, you know, just get, to just keep taking that kind of damage, so when he like, like you said, like possibly pulled back to pull guard, um if he would have like held up close, like it probably wouldn't have been a stoppage. But the fact that he flew back and then he's on him, you know what's he gonna do? Stop punching him?
0: Yeah, I mean, Pejeda Paheta, Pejeda's game was like perfect in this regard, and. I mean, he listen. At the end of the day, one way or the other, the, the left hook landed clean and it did drop him. And he once he hit the canvas, it was a matter of it was. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like the Adesanya stoppage, which was also the same referee, Mark Goddard. And the perspective is is that I felt the same way about that stoppage, where like I felt like Adesanya was out and on his feet, but the important part, important factor being that he was on his feet. So it's like it's just not definitive. And, like, sometimes as a viewer, you want a definitive answer as to, like, okay, is this fighter able to continue competing? Um, Whereas, like, the referee is more so concerned with trying to preserve the, you know, the health of the fighter, which I understand. And I actually think that in both cases, like, that's what he did, and that's probably the right stoppage. But I do understand if Yuri had come out and been like, no, I was still still good to go, and I actually thought that I – you know, I recovered quickly and I was looking to exchange in, on the, on the ground, that would be a different story. Like if I wasn't hearing this from Yuri, I think I would be calling bad stoppage because he actually said he was out, but if he, but from what I can tell, he rolled off of the stoppage and was like completely with it still. So I wonder if he was out and then like came to just as the referee got involved. Um, but even right. even in that case, like he got knocked out in the Dominic Reyes fight and like came back and viciously knocked out Reyes in the same fight. Like he came back and won the fight. So it's like with this guy, it's just, it's very peculiar. He's a different kind of fighter. He has a different style. It's very awkward. It's very different. And I think it's very difficult for even, you know, even a referee as experienced as Mark Goddard to maybe, um, especially, I I don't know, maybe it was part of me that was like, I think this was a lot of people too. They were kind of expecting just like an ultimate war and because they're just, they're just that those guys. Like they, 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 we were talking about this uh, via text before the podcast about like the aura of these two. And like, they just, they just very much exude an, you know, an aura of we're going to, like, this is going to be battle, a true war of gladiators. And, um, I just feel like because of that expectation, you would want a longer leash on both fighters, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, the referee's got to do his job.
1: he's got to make sure people don't get hurt, hurt worse than they need to.
0: Yeah, the uh, unnecessary damage is probably like the the criteria. So, um, I mean, what it, it was it was this one of your expect- expected? Um, I mean, it had to be one of the the outcomes that you expected, you know, from this fight. What, I mean.
1: Was this um, the pick, though? I I think that this is a uh, almost a uh, a perfect fight for uh, for Alex. I think it's like pretty much like what he'd want to do with his game plan, and uh, he was tested against it too multiple times, both standing and on the ground. So yeah. I think it was very important for him to. Uh, I mean, first. First couple seconds, he looses that leg kick and like just stumbles him. But he's like, all right, that's the game plan. And then I think they said to his corner, was like, oh, we already found the path. He's like, just keep walking that path. He's like, you know, you just keep chopping that tree down and then you're going to be eventually going to be good to go. So I think um, while that stoppage might have been early, I do believe um, even if they go to the ground, he recovers, he stays on the ground, he turns it around um, or something like that. The round gets stopped and then he's still in that war of attrition.
0: What do you what do you think about um what do you think about the case? I know that Pajeda called out Adesanya for a two hundred five match, um, which I would love to see. I know Adesanya has publicly stated like he's on he's taking a break from the sport, um, which I think is well deserved. Um, you know, being how active he was, he's was, he was far more active than any other middleweight, and he was the champion, which is absurd. Um, right. so, so under, under, understandably he's, he's taking a break. And I, I, I wonder if he takes the bait on that. Um, cause I actually think he could walk right into a two Oh five pound. Like the, he could walk right into that weight class up from middleweight at two Oh five and just be like, um, I, I don't think that they would give him any friction. I think he could literally walk into a title fight against Bejeda would be a trilogy fight with him. Um, which I would love to see. However, um, I mean if Adasanya is not next in line I know Jamal Hill was in he was in the in the arena tonight and calling for the next fight he would
1: have he would almost he has to right has to Jam-
0: be. Jamal Hill because yeah. the, well he was the be- he was the belt holder and then right. obviously suffered that Achilles injury I would say that, like, that makes the most sense. However, I'm just – I'm I'm wondering about the timeline from the injury. Like,
1: Oh, yeah. No, because that's I, I something – it's one of the worst injuries you can get. It's
0: a bad injury. It's an Achilles injury. I wonder uh, when he'll be ready. And Pajeda's been active as all get out. I mean, he's been – this is his third fight this year, fourth fight in since last uh, MSG, which was last November, in a 12-month span. So I'm wondering if he'll probably want to fight sooner than Jamal's ready to go, in my opinion – I, this this may you know this may be a little premature. I say run it back
1: to let him do it again.
0: Yeah, because I actually saw enough from Yuri. Yuri had him out on his yeah. A couple, they weren't calling a this. Times. The commentary was not mentioning this. Pajeda was rocked at one
1: point. I was point. I was I was so scared until he put him in that uh in the uh in until the he took him to the Q-T. ground.
0: Yeah yeah. Once once Yuri shot which was a smart thing to do. It was smart to shoot in that moment because the wrestling, he maybe thought he had a path to a submission, but he had Pajeda really hurt. You, at know, you know, at the end of the, somewhere in the middle of that first round, he had him genuinely hurt mouth open, like breathing heavy, had him genuinely. He was rocked at, at one did, point in this fight. You
1: know how, you know, it was bad because uh, during that standup, um, I, I feel like he did better on the ground when he was had like full mount.
0: I agree, yeah, because it's like where he would have... Pre- it was strange because it's where he would have preferred to be. You're talking about right. Paheta,
1: right? Yeah, when Paheta was on his back. He, he was, was like, oh, back- thank God I'm here because... Yeah, our... exa- instead of standing with him. Because he has the...
0: good defensive grappling that he learned from Glover about, like, you know, tying up the hands to make sure that the strikes don't rain down the ground and pound. Like, it was... Withholding with so, the ground and
1: pound. The, the hand tying that he was doing, it was almost like there was... It, it's, like, artful. Like, I was like, what? the I was like, how are you not, like letting him punch you just like nope nope round the shoulder boom yeah like the tie-ups are crazy enough the, the way he was just like you know sitting up like leaning into him too like ho- always like being as close as he could probably land like a couple handful of shots and that's not i mean he did like a tee off for like a second but dude that's usually a that's usually end game in the ufc the second they get that on you that's you're done
0: <sighs> i'm actually like yeah i mean I don't know, man. I'm not I, like, I just saw another clip of the stoppage and like, Jesus, I'm just, I can't, I can't say I'm all the way good with it because I do see him. He's pulling Peheda down. He's wrapping up both legs and he's, he's getting clipped with the elbows and whatever. He, he, just assume the elbows are clean. He actually successfully pulls Peheda down on top of him into full guard, but it never goes into full guard because the Goddard gets, he weighs the fight off and Erie jumps right up. To me, that's just like he's still there. He's not.
1: They both do like just kind of roll over. I
0: think what needed to truly happen was there needed to be a further exchange from the full guard. So like he pulls him down to full guard, which by the way is not a good place to be for Yuri, even in the moment that he's rocked. So he he's doing every he's doing only what he can, which is to pull himself and he's pulling Pajeda into full mount. And that being right. the case, let that play out for a strike or two. Like, I mean, I know you don't want to give unnecessary damage. I understand, but like, you're not even giving Yuri, you're not even giving Yuri the opportunity to like hand tie the same way that, uh, Pajeda was in the previous round. And I just, I, as I'm looking at it now, I know, I know his arms kind of go a little limp, and he's definitely getting, he's getting clipped. But if you've got a fighter who's pulling guard, he's pulling Pajeda into full mount. It's not a good place to be, but I think another three to four seconds, you'll get them either a more definitive stoppage or you'll get a cease to the striking from Yuri. Will successfully hand tie, keep the keep the striking to a bare minimum where you can keep the fight going, and then you'll get a grappling exchange. And I don't know. It's just with these two kind of fighters, I just. I didn't see a fighter who was, who should have been uh no it's a bad stoppage man ah, fuck man I it's now I'm looking at it again it's a bad stoppage he's just not out he's still fighting he's still truly competing like he's not the the fight is not clear it's clearly not over you know he's doing what he's supposed to do in that moment which is he's rocked
1: Defending yourself at all times,
0: and he's doing what he's supposed to do in that moment when you got a guy who's dropping elbows on you, pull him down into full mount, and then try to reverse. You're, you're looking for a reversal there. You're looking for some kind of like grappling reversal to to change the positioning so that you're not in a position to get hit. And like that wasn't even seen to completion. So like, I I do think it's an early stoppage. I I really do. I don't need, like. I know that Yuri says he was out, but I'm I'm seeing the way I'm looking at it. I think he'll probably, um, I think he'll probably come out at, at some point and um, call early stoppage. Yeah, I'm seeing on Twitter it's actually trending early stoppage. It's just a shame because this is the one. This is a fight that like you did not want an early stoppage, on. Right. Because these are warriors. These guys want they they want the smoke, right? Like they they want it. They want to go to the, you know, they want to go to the, the that dark place, the deepest of waters. Um. Yeah, it's tough, though. That's tough. But um, nonetheless, Alex Behead is your new lightweight champ, light heavyweight champion um, for the time being. Um, So an impressive feat, to say the least. I mean, to to conquer two weight classes within your 11th pro fight is, I mean... I don't think anyone's even come close to that other than maybe Brock Lesnar. Although he didn't take Brock Lesnar didn't take two divisions, but like, you know, he obviously walked right took into the heavy- biggest
1: one. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, he
0: took the heavyweight division with no problem. Um, pretty he would
1: have went up if there is anyone else bigger. It's true yeah and uh,
0: <laughs> i mean i mean if you're in the conversation with Brock Lesnar in terms of inco- accomplishment you're doing the right things in the sport um but let's move on to the what do you think let's let's move on to the the co main let's talk a little bit about the co main we're not going to go long tonight but we did want to do a little post show um being that we did talk about UFC 295 and um i mean <laughs> the co main man i mean listen i i don't I'm not a journalist publicly, a public, a public journalist in any way. Like I'm not a um, I don't have public opinions related to this or that. So I'm just going to come right out and say I was really shooting for uh, old Tommy Aspinall tonight because I have heard him in interviews and um, engaged with him um, in, in terms of his like his content, his like interview content the guy is one of the most likable fighters in the sport. Like he's extremely like humble. He's got that, like, you know, that British, uh, what is it? Uh, he, he just, he just knows how to, uh, he's got charisma. Let's just put it that way. He's got like incredible charisma um, he
1: does seem like an all-around, just like nice, nice lad.
0: He's a fucking sweetheart. He's just a genuine sweetheart. And the guy, the guy but is he, like, he, his
1: thing that he said. He's like, oh, you got anything? He's like, yeah, believe in yourself. If you like want to do like do something, like if you're scared, it's like worth it.
0: I mean, I was just that's that's one of the that's one of the most excited moments of the year in terms of MMA that I've experienced as a just as a fan. Um, seeing him get that knockout victory. By the way, like. He, it, it couldn't have went better for him in this in this way because a he gets the first round knockout and he's like i said this guy i, I had mentioned it in the previous uh podcast but like uh between the two of them like s- shortest fight octagon time
1: um and they just still holding it too like,
0: yeah yeah i mean this fight finished um i mean it, it took a little longer i guess i mean there was a minute Nine seconds left. Oh,
1: sorry. Let them feel each other out <laughs> for
0: nine seconds. Just, it's just, it's, it's ultra, ultra, ultra impressive what he did tonight. Um, you know, Pavlovich was the backup fighter for Joan Stipe tonight. So, you know, he was training leading into the, you know, he was training leading up to the date. Like, you know, he had to, he had to, uh, I don't, I don't know really, that he probably doesn't cut weight, if any, at all. Um, you know, but he, he certainly, was training as though he was going to have to fight either Jones or Stipe in, in a situation there. Uh, Aspinall was not. Aspinall was training as though he had a he was anticipating maybe fighting early next year or at best at the end of the year. Um, fucking walks in here on eleven days' notice and gets himself a goddamn first round knockout over the knockout king of the division right now. What does that about? The
1: scariest person.
0: Yeah, I mean, what did you think about the performance?
1: It was um. I think it was great. It's it. So I was gonna ask. Like it, it. It would be hard to say that this is a fight of the night. But uh, I would I would almost say that this. No. I, so it may be fight of the night. Mm, see. Performance yeah. of the night. Well, well, because even then everything was in such spectacular fashion across the board. Truly. At least for the actual like uh, main event. Uh, but here's I like I like that I like the Aspinall fight because it was. It, it, he was tested. It wasn't a, they both, uh, he gets hit. aspirin. Tom gets it first and he gets wobbled. Like it's, it's bad people. Jesus.
0: Well, look at it this way. Not a single fight in, on the main card, all five fights, it, not a single one made it out of the second round. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's a good night at the office. And I will, I will, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself the old, uh, the old pat on the back here. Um, I I did say that we, we had five finishes basically awaiting um, leading into this because I just you just look at the styles of, of fighters and it's like th- there's just no way that these fights were gonna go the distance just the based on the styles like everybody's just very, and this is genius matchmaking like if you're gonna do the if you're gonna do the Madison Square Garden card and you're gonna do it in terms of you're gonna put some names up there that like maybe the fans aren't you know super familiar with but they, they might know them but they you know the hardcore probably know but like not the casuals. If you're gonna do that, you gotta put finishers on the card. And that's exactly what they did. And it's mm-hmm. and it, it it it's exactly what I said. I said I, I predicted five finishes. I didn't even expect it to look like this. Like you're talking three first round finishes, one, two, three first round finishes, two second round finishes, and the two second round finishes did not make it very far into the second round. Um, but uh I would say Aspinall performance of the night for me because you don't have any controversy. Um,
1: I mean, he... Uh, well, I was going to say, don't take that, that away from a Diego Lopez or uh Diego
0: Lopez was well, a pretty Saint good man. Dini. That was pretty they definitive. Both, they're,
1: they're all... Yeah, those are both like, nah, get help, help them. I'm going to
0: give it to... I'm going to give it to Aspinall only because, it, well... Um, he
1: beat the baddest man on the roster. Yeah, I
0: mean, the... Accompli- well, he had a championship belt on the line. And by the way, Diego Lopez had a... I think he had a longer camp for this fight. I know that... Yeah, that's... So, it was still short notice, I think. I, I believe this fight was actually booked, uh, still short notice, but maybe not quite as short notice as Aspinall. And by the way, I mean, just the implications. The you got the co-main event slot, uh, MSG. You're fighting a guy who's had like six or seven straight knockouts, all in the first round. Um, and Aspinall goes in there and gets him out of there in the first round. And by the way, this is also what I want to say about that that the Aspinall performance. Tommy takes he took a shot. He actually yeah, well, got that's clipped. What was saying.
1: He got hit hard. He I was got like, clipped
0: and took it. And like it was like I think it I wonder if um I was a little nervous because he did get I thought he got hit clean and I was wondering He did. Okay. He
1: got he got wobbled.
0: Well he did, but I was wondering how he handled it. I was wondering like, okay, is he is he like cross-eyed, you know, he's he's hurt and he's just you know, he's just on his feet playing, you know, playing like he didn't. Playing Or,
1: awesome.
0: or did he actually just Because it's all in his head. Only he knows. He took the shot, and did he actually like take the shot and be like, "Oh shit, I can actually handle his power. I'm good. My chin's all right." Or was he like, "Oh fuck,
1: like don't get hit with that." Ended (laughs) no. See, I think it's the latter. I think so too
0: because he all of a sudden his head movement got real slick, real quick. Yeah, he
1: started weaving. Yeah, he's like, "I gotta land,
0: and I gotta land now." Um. But uh, performance of the night, Tom Aspinall, without a doubt. I, I think that that has to be I, as good as Pajada looked. um Paheta got he got bombed on at moments in that in that fight. And I mean, I know he got the victory. He... I'm not trying to take away from him, but he definitely had yuri He Uri had a moment where I think he if he hadn't tried to go to the wrestling, I think he he potentially could have got him out of there with with the right striking.
1: He felt like a like an injured animal. It was like some of the scariest thing or scary stuff I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. An incredible, an incredible performance. Um Yeah. Oh, so I, for- I
1: wanted to, I, uh, before we uh, move away from the Aspen on one, I wanted to say uh, the, uh the, uh early, uh, uh the stare down, that was the most respectful thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Oh, they gave Yeah. The old fucking like arm around the shoulder and then a hug. Yeah, like-
1: they're just sitting there looking at each other, taking each other serious. They're like, dude, they're like any, it, I, I felt like that. Like in my head, they're just looking at each other like they're like, it could be any one of us. It'd be me, it could be you. Like I I'm sorry. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like-
0: yeah, Tom listen, man, if you ever if you go back and you check out some interviews with Tom, like he's he's genuinely one of the most likable people in the sport. He's like um um what what do the British have? They have that like um
1: uh
0: self deprecating humor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of like a part of their culture is like they're like there's that wit and that like that humility about them that like they're and, and he's he's got that in spades and he's um
1: <laughs> I they quite, look, I think
0: they they hugged yeah they you know, like, no they shake did hands. They and then they, did, yeah, yeah they're like
1: bring it on in
0: yeah it's amazing he, he he's he's a he's a great he's a great bloke and I I just hope I hope to see him like personally I'd like to see him against Jones I mean let's let's dive into it what do you what do you want to see next because it looks like what they want to do is they want to preserve the Stipe-Jones Stipe Jones fight. Yeah. You know, the Stepe Jones fight is, like, kind of the one they want, um, being that Jones is, like, the full undisputed champ, but Jones has got that in- this injury, so we're waiting on that. What the fuck does Aspinall do until... So Jones, it won't be ready. You know, like I, like I told you in the last pod, we we're talking about a full pectoral tear, which means this dude's not fighting until probably summer next year.
1: Um, Aspinall Stepe.
0: I, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but like, I don't know that Stipe is going to want that. I,
1: no, I don't I know that you want have. That.
0: So like, it's all, it's been very rare for an, cause you remember this is the interim, um, championship mm-hmm. it's the interim heavyweight championship. Um, that being the case, you wonder a little bit about what they're going to do with that. It has been defended before. I don't know when, um, it's been a, it's been a, I think Whitaker did it once. um, and maybe a couple other times, a very small handful of times has it been actually defended. But for me, my perspective is like, you don't want to defend an interim belt because the purpose of the interim belt is it's supposed to be a bridge to the undisputed belt, oh, right. and, and yeah. you don't want to so put the interim you know, guy on ice for no reason, right? Um, I mean, this guy just did this company a, a super solid by taking this fight as high risk as it gets you're taking a fight short notice like two weeks notice against a fucking absolute killer like pavlovich who has been knocking dudes out in the first round seven straight you're talking like six or seven straight fights he's put guys these heavyweight contenders to you know in the shadow realm over and over again in the first round this dude takes the fight you know um against all odds, and and he gets it fucking done in the first... He didn't get it done, like, you know, down the stretch. Like, it's not like he, like, wore him down and had this great game plan. No, no, no. He fucking bet on himself, and he got it done. Mm -hmm. He's just faster and a better striker and landed the shots and got him the fuck out of there. I mean, this is is very definitively Aspinall with the uh, performance of the night and and maybe one of my favorite performances of the year. I mean, I, I... I just couldn't believe that he was able to do that based on like how little preparation he had for Pavlovich. Um, I know he had trained for a fight, uh, between the two previously, but like not in two weeks, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: let's go down the rest of the card. Um, before we get into like some of the matchmaking side of things, um, Andraj, Jessica Andraj uh, finishes McKenzie Dern in the uh, second round, uh, via KO or TKO. um, I mean that was had, a bro. You had five. You had too. five knockouts tonight, <laughs> you on Your man. That part. was a.
1: You know how? Like I don't like the first thing I thought, would, or like while I was watching that, I was like, "This is a dogfight." I was like, "This is not even to be cliche." I was like, this is not even capitalized. I was like, "They are scrapping, dude." It I was, was. Yeah. Watching Mackenzie Dern swing, I was like, she would light me up. I was well, like no her striking com-
0: her striking looked better than the common the commentators. that's were like, what I
1: was saying. They were really like,
0: shitting on her, but I actually thought she was like she was working behind the jab really well, but then when it, when shit got hairy is when things got sloppy.
1: um but that's what are you gonna do? You know what I mean, everyone. has got big power, and she showed it,
0: yeah. I mean, andraj Andraj brought big power when she landed clean. it seemed like Dern just didn't have an answer for it in any real way. Um, I,
1: it it seemed like Dern was just one good combo away because they were the I felt like the staggering was like back and forth, back and forth.
0: Me too. I thought Dern was in the fight a lot more than the commentators were uh, giving her credit for. Um, I think it's just up to a certain, certain point.
1: See, it, there was there were certain stuff that she was like doing that is like it wasn't uh wasn't helping her at all. So I think they were like leaning into that a little much. But I'm like, man, you, you get a little tired sometimes. You're like, let me just hit her with a bing 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 bing.
0: Yeah, there's, there's some, um, there's some, um, so I'm looking at Twitter right now and uh, Marab Dwellishvili has, uh, he he just posted, he said, bullshit early stoppage. Mark Goddard does it again. We are fighters. Let us fight. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through some MMA tweets just to, just to keep everybody in the loop of what's going on as of uh, tonight um November now November 12th uh this is post show UFC 295 Cyril Gan says congratulations Tom you are now the champion and be- and become the one being pursued and I am the hunter see you soon ooh so you look maybe maybe that's the move maybe you do a little a little interim title defense from Tom Aspinall between Tom Aspinall and Cyril Gan I gotta be honest I favor Tom Aspinall big time in that fight.
1: I do too, but that's also Big one time. of the last people I want to like have in my inbox or like posting something like I'm coming. For you.
0: Zero guns <laughs> coming for you. <laughs> yeah, for him, like why? <laughs> well, if 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 Aspinall's smart, here's the here's the what I I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Aspinall's got the advantage both definitely on the ground, obviously as we saw from Jones. And Aspinall is a tremendous submission artist. I actually think he beats him on the feet. Aspinall is yeah. fast as shit, man. For a heavyweight, did you see how fast he was?
1: I like Aspinall versus Jones. If Jones doesn't retire, I
0: do too. I think that's a great fight, and I know Jones is Jones is not going to do it. He's not going to take that fight. He wants Stipe. Um, I would be, I would give Jones some gangster points big time if he actually said "fuck Stipe, I want the interim belt, the interim the belt dog. holder. Yeah, like I would respect him big time for taking that fight. Because at the end of the day. Bro, are you gonna tell me that after that, Stepe Miocic deserves the the heavyweight shot over over Aspinall? Aspinall, you know,
1: you know what it reminds me of, like not it's to, it's a. Uh... It has like parallels to like it just because it's it, it's almost cliche because it's the heavyweight, but like it has parallels to like Godzilla and like King Kong and Monster Island. Like yeah. that was a <laughs> that was a roar, that was a battle cry, like that was a statement. He's like, I'm the baddest person here. Like y'all can have your little fight over there, but like we're doing big dog stuff over here. You can have your little glory days battle. Have fun with that. He's like, it's just so crazy. Uh,
0: Like Aspinall. So I mentioned in the previous podcast. Can you imagine if hater went up to heavyweight? I gotta be honest with you now. Okay, so I had
1: that. I don't think. I don't think Aspinall would. Aspinall would beat the shit out of that dude.
0: There's too much power there. Clearly, because he just he just put out the the heavyweight knockout king at the moment. Like you got a guy like Pavlovich who's just putting. He's just a he's just a headhunter putting everybody to sleep. Just this like you know this this russian assassin just like just taking taking scalps and aspinall just went in there and and did the damn thing i i can't imagine as good of a striker as pajeda is i think aspinall would he wouldn't even have to strike with him he could just literally wrap him up on one one strike attempt and that would be a wrap i mean he's he's just so big so uh, uh, let's look at the scorecards though for uh for the main event here, um, it it appears as though all three judges' scorecards gave the first round to Perhatsko, which I think is I think that's right. Do you think that's right? Did you have that the same way?
1: Um, yes, just because of the takedown and then the octagon control while he was down there. But here's the right. thing: I've never I've never seen like such a uh uh like a uh like a silver lining like double edged like he so uh Yuri Perhatsko he won. The, f- the first round like oh I, you could argue definitively but i was like i don't i think he got hurt more like i think alex definitely he hurt did. Yeah, with i, so I right. was like you won but did you win i was like i don't know how that so that and when the second round started you could really see him favoring it and that's what they do like a uh, joe rogan's like oh is bruising already that was like 12 seconds every yeah he it probably. was it oh, was three God.
0: it was exactly three strikes after the third strike it looked like that calf was absolute toast um well hold on arrow what we're going to do is um we're going to take a really really short break um we're going to dive back in i just want to cover the rest of the card and then we'll close it out for the night but let's take a short break before we do uh we'll be right back and we'll talk about the rest of the card Okay, thanks for hanging in there, folks. We are recapping the, uh, the night that was in Madison Square Garden um, doing a little post-show. Um, Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pajeda went uh, only into the second round. Alex Pajeda becomes a two-division champion via second-round knockout of Alex Pajeda. Um, quite quite amazing. Um, quite an amazing turn of events. I mean, what an accomplishment just just to get that finish. Um in the, in the, I understand the early stoppage. I do think it was an early stoppage. Um, I just see, uh, I see, if I see a guy still in the fight in Yuri Prochka, but no, no less, you don't want to take anything away from Poh- if
1: there's Poh- anyone who can fight, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have told the, I would have told my corner to throw that towel in the second he kicked me the third time. I think you better, you see, <laughs> that leg is trash, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, um, I, I do, uh, I do think hearing Prohaska say that he was out, um, I it makes me it makes me second
1: guess so exactly
0: he, where the stoppage is at. But um, I don't know. Nonetheless, he, he I, I still view it wanted, as an early stoppage. Nonetheless,
1: he said he wanted to uh, he wanted to feel his warrior spirit. I think I think in that battle he could look deep down and be like he he arguably beat me and that it wasn't in a good situation. I think that's why, you know, like, I hate to just like, uh, like speak for him, but I feel like he is sitting down there reflecting, feeling his leg. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. really much. I could have done like, you know what I mean? I mean, I wasn't technically knocked out. I was like, kind of, yeah, like,
0: I don't know. I still think he could have stood on the leg. I, I, you know, whether or not he was compromised on the leg is, is uh, is not up for debate. Like his, his leg was very clearly absolute trash. Um, but like he was standing on it up until that point. So I for me, from my perspective, I see I just see a I just see a guy who's looking to still fight and I I don't know. Um doing all you can in that situation. Did you see Bill Burr's wife flip uh Donald Trump the birds the birds tonight? That was that was (laughs) fucking (laughs) hilarious.
1: That
0: was fucking great, man. Bill Burr Dude, Bill Burr is my fucking guy. Like Bill Burr is my all-time favorite comedian i've seen him live i've been i've been listening to his podcast i mean errol you know this i've been listening to bill burr since i was like i've been listening to that dude's podcast since like 2008 like i'm 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 a i'm a monday morning podcast guy since forever and um his wife nia is just the shit and she flipped donald trump the birds while he was like on camera and uh i gotta i gotta give her respect for that
1: dana dana had the huge posse he had uh he had the trump kid rock
0: Bro, he had the fucking, he had the, he had the chorus, the choir boys rolling in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he had the choir boys rolling in tonight, and they're fucking checkered blue shirts and shit. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't care about any of that. Anyways, um, let's move down the card a little bit. We talked a little bit about the, uh, main and co-main event. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Andraj yeah, getting that second round KO. Oh, you got something more. Of- Hit me.
1: Yeah, we were just saying before, Pavlovich, uh, one out of seven total strikes. He hits him one time and staggers him. First strike yeah. landed in the fight, and he's like, okay, "Yeah, can't let yeah." Do that he's again. got
0: Francis Ngannou power. There's no, there's no arguing that. It's just I, we were always. Everybody was wondering, like, what does the Aspinall chin look like? Nobody's been able to really touch him much um, in his UFC career, at least. And um, I know he's got three professional losses, but they all none of them have come in the. Well, one of them came in the UFC. I, it's hard to call that a loss, though. I mean, the, um, he had a loss to Curtis blades, but like in all reality, it's, it's kind of a bullshit loss because he lost via knee injury. I mean, he like, you know, the fight had just started. It was like 15 seconds into the fight and he like threw a kick. And then I I can't exactly remember how it went, but like, it's not a real loss. It's an injury loss. And you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta nurse your injuries correctly and whatever, but like, um, jesus man he really only has one legitimate loss because the other loss is a dq it's like a john jones situation where um he looked like he he got disqualified for an illegal downward elbow same thing as Mm -hmm. john jones um so like for my money
1: yeah that's why my man matt matt hamill the goat
0: matt hamill the goat got fucking clipped with that 12-6 he was like what the fuck man
1: (laughs) <laughs> he, he used to train in uh, Syracuse. I've heard
0: that before. Yeah,
1: yeah. My uncle like uh, went to a couple things and he was there. And my uncle was like, "This guy's the real deal." And I got to,
0: like, I no, got to be honest. I mean, that twelve six nonsense is bullshit. I know it's like it's what." It, I... uh,
1: so oh, he had him though. I'm gonna be real, but that was he had Jones. Crazy. No, Jones had him. Oh God, before. Jones was, but was the shit like, out of him, bro. It wasn't was like, even hey, close. You're just gonna hit him with the. You're gonna actually kill him? No. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Well, so if if you do look at the career of uh, Tom Aspinall, he really he got submission heel hooked in two thousand fifteen in his uh, only his fourth professional fight, and that's a that's a true loss as as far as I can tell. That's his only true loss for me. I mean, yeah, I, that's, that's just my opinion. But if
1: you're gonna lose a fight though to like a submission, like heel uh, hooked, Anderson too he got beat with a flying scissor heel hook by this one dude. Mm-hmm. I forgot the guy's name, but it wasn't in the UFC. It was before the UFC, and this Anderson's just teeing off on this guy, and he's like, "I got one chance." <laughs> Lions are healed. <laughs> <laughs> just hits him him. I was like, "Yo, yeah. I'll just send you that." It's like probably one of the craziest. I think I it's the craziest that, yeah. we've ever seen. I was well, like, hey.
0: uh, let's move down the card a little bit. I want to hit. Uh, I want to hit some of. The, we don't have to go long. I just want to hit a couple more yeah. um, big fights in the night. Um, so Benoit Saint Denis, uh, head kick KOs Matt Frivola, the hometown boy, came out to the fucking New York Mets. Listen, I hate the New York Mets. Um, so you come out to a fucking New York Mets song, you're in my doghouse already. And I gotta be honest with you, I like, um, Matt Frivola. I did notice, I'm not trying to talk shit. I mean, I respect any fighter, but like, Dude was definitely trying to, he's like very, very adamantly and obviously going for like a McGregor knockoff shit that I'm just not into. Um, Even the face-off, he did that like super low karate stance and then he kind of like stands up and gets in uh, BSD's face. Like it was, and he had the, you saw he had like the shaved shaved sides and then like the tight corn roll samurai shit that McGregor had when he fought um, Poirier the first time. Right, you remember that from back in the day? Like he hes oh, clearly yeah. just going for it. Like, oh, listen, all respect. I mean, McGregor's the guy that if you're going to mock somebody, mock the guy who's made the most money in the sport of all time. But
1: he's just—he's just, he's just Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> damn,
0: bro, jeez, take it easy on the guy. He just got fucking head kicked out. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I mean, I mean, that's to be honest. I actually think that's actually like. That's almost an uh, like a like a compliment. That might be that might be shooting above the mark.
1: We um, have Conor McGregor at home. It's just mad. It's just mad on the couch. McGregor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. No, but I um a very. <laughs> interesting perform- <laughs> performance from in the steamroller uh listen man i'm not trying to shit on my new york guys man he's a long island guy i like i like new york guys they're both I- it was
1: a, it was a battle of the veterans too on veterans day so they're he wasn't a I, veteran for I thought was he was. Vet. No, just was. BSD
0: was. BSD was an armed service. Ooh,
1: SAS. I thought
0: they both were for some. No, for Vol is not. For I believe not. I, I, not, not to my knowledge. I believe he's he's just a fighter. But like, m- much respect. I mean, he went out there and was looking to scrap. But like, I, I will say like. You can't fucking disengage on the clinch like that with your fucking hands down looking to reset and not expect to get fucking head kick KO'd by a guy like BSD. Like, He's and, and listen, I'm not a fucking fighter, so I really I don't mean to be. I'm like, I, I'm talking, I'm not talking shit. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, you are because shit.
1: you're given reverse stolen valor. He's lieutenant in the United States Army Reserve for Vola, yeah.
0: Okay, all right. I, that's, not, well, that's not stolen valor. I didn't say that I was. I said,
1: I said reverse stole. You're stealing his valor away from him. I them. didn't steal his
0: valor. I, I didn't take it away I'm from not him. Saying,
1: I'm not saying you're wearing his pins. You didn't even say he was. No, I'm just saying. Matt I, for I,
0: Vol- Wait, you said Matt Favola is? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, he's a lieutenant in the, in the reserves. Yeah, I, it I it must respect. Hey, hey, listen. Pardon, pardon. I, I will. Full public apology. You get all my respect for enlisting and uh much respect. That's why. To, that's to why he service. saluted.
1: A, that's why he saluted him at the yeah, end. Yeah, much
0: much respect. No, my, my, my apologies. That's, that's 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 no good on my part. I, I, much respect. Anybody who serves, regardless of 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 rank or wherever you're at, like if you if you serve this country, you give all my respect. And
1: Yes, and uh, I, I, don't I don't mean to take away from that, especially on Veterans Day. But like, imagine being Matt Frivola and be like, all right, you know, I got a pretty good thing going on. Like, I'm I'm kind of tough. I was in the I was a lieutenant in the United States Army Reserve, and they're like, all right, perfect. Play. You're gonna fight someone else who was in the army. And they're like, "Yeah, what? What? Uh, what, what rank? He you know, he's out. SAS. <laughs> oh you <shit. laughs> <laughs> oh, said what? Like, you got anybody else <laughs> in the reserves? I could probably find a guy. <laughs> get any like uh, get any uh, you know, Coast Guard people or anything? Oh, it just it just think? so happens
0: that it just so happens that he's fucking third. He's twelve and one, and he's he's coming off of like seven finishes in a row, or like eight eight out of his last." Well, hold on. let's do the math real. 13. All thirteen victories are via finish. The only time he's ever lost is when the fucking is when it got to the judges, and he's got a no contest in there because of clash of heads. So, like all fucking finishes, top to bottom, except for when he lost. So you got a guy who's like not one, like. What a, what a tough assignment, um, for Favola. And, um, it's like I said, though, like, I mean, that's just, there is, um, the, the disengagement on the clinch is what got him. Cause when he disengaged on the clinch, um, he wasn't, I don't, it didn't appear that he was hurt, but it did look like when he disengaged, disengaged on that clinch, he was like, I think he was, I think he assumed he had a lot more room to reset than he did. Um, maybe a disorientation around just like where he's at in the cage, but like uh, was clearly at least within legs reach because he, once cl- he got clipped by that head kick, it was game over, and and that was a yeah. hell of a finish, man. That might have been the finish of the night.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, I, asked probably right. Well, no. So even then, the, uh, um, uh, Diego Lopez, the Diego Lopez. Let's move that right into it, that. Diego Lopez. Yeah.
0: Yeah, another first round finish. I mean, what a fucking awesome card! I did. I'm I'm gonna say it again because I wanna I wanna give myself the old. Uh, I wanna give myself some. It's gold the stars, only reason you know.
1: we're even recording this. Today. Five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I when I make
0: a public prediction, I want to talk about it immediately. <laughs> we got five finishes, none of which got out of the second round, um, including this uh, the the main card opener, Diego Lopez in the featherweight division, defeating uh, Pat Sabatini via uh, punches KO in the first round again. Um at the minute 30 mark. Um what a finish. An unbelievable finish. And uh Diego Lopez is on the verge, man. I mean, this kid is this kid is the real fucking deal. And he has it was interesting because he came in, right? I, I remember his debut. It was back in May, I believe. Um almost positive it was May. He gave most uh Movzar evelev a hell of a fight. Mov Movar. As I'm sorry, I keep it's weird. You think the S would be
1: before you're about after. to like you're about to summon a demon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> <thugs>. Alvarez. <Fultazar laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so no, uh,
0: Movzar are Evluev. Jesus, I got to If I read it, I'm good. But like, OK, this is back in May. Uh Lopez took this fight. I believe Bryce Mitchell was due to fight him. But Bryce Mitchell had an injury. So uh, Lopez stepped in and gave him a fucking scrap, man. It, I remember that fight. It was a very, very, very close fight. And Evloev is a serious problem in that division. I mean, he has been, he has been just, just, just kind of cruising through the division. An, another Russian um, who's undefeated. Actually, he's seventeen and zero. And he has just been moving through. He actually hasn't fought since, and he's going to fight in January. It looks like he's going to fight on that January card against uh, Arnold Allen. Um, But I mean, he's beat Dan Ige, Nick Lentz. He's beat uh, Hakeem Dawadu. He's beat uh, Mike Grundy. uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven and 0 in the UFC, 17 and 0 overall. Um, And Lopez gave him a fucking fight. Gave him a scrap. It was a good fight. And uh, since then, as expected, two first round finishes for Lopez. So like, I think this guy, he fought Evluev on very, very short notice. I wonder if he wins that fight with a full camp. What do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Anyone's got a puncher's chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, he's just got a skill set that seems to be like, I mean, he he puts it to you. He puts it to you like quick too. And it it, it looks like he's, he's willing to scrap. He's willing to get in there and, and get after it. And, uh, you know he got the victory tonight. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I want to see if John Jones has re- responded to the night. Let's see if if uh, old Jones has said anything regarding the uh, the overall outcome of the night. Let's see. Um, no, he hasn't said a shit. has not said.
1: I a wouldn't word. either, dude. Not I that I can see,
0: unless he said something and deleted it. Um, bro, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd like to see him in Aspinall if we can just skip the whole Stipe thing. That would. Um, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'd like to see personally. I I don't know. For me, that's that's the fight. If you gave me any choice of what to see next, I'd like to see Aspinall and Jones next. If I, I'd rematch Yeri and Pajeda, and then put Jones and Aspinall on the on the top of the bill, rematch that shit and do it like UFC three uh, uh, international fight week in July.
1: Yeah, because that was a. Uh... Miss uh, Tom Aspinall's done nothing besides make statements.
0: Yeah, I mean, finish
1: after finish after finish.
0: Um, let's go through the rest of the uh, the overall card, and then we'll close out the night. Um, like I said, eight and another great UFC night, another great MSG card. Genuinely, one of the best UFC um, uh, MSG cards of all time, and they have put on some great cards. And this was one that I don't think people anticipated to be. As good as it was, um, Steve uh, Urshag getting the uh, victory over Alessandro Costa that was
1: another one that was uh, fun fight. Yeah, another was, fun we fight. Close both sides.
0: That one went to decision. Rare for the night. Um, also going to decision. Uh, Lupi Godinez over Tabitha Ricci. Mateush, um, Mateu, uh, Metu- uh, uh Rebeski, I believe is how it's pronounced. It looks like Rebekki, but it's actually Rebeski. Um over Roosevelt Roberts get subbed him in the first round. We had that draw. That draw was fun, right? Between yeah. uh Nazim Sadikov and uh and uh Slavaklaus.
1: Dude, I'm I'm saying like that's that was I, sick. I was wondering, I was like, how are you gonna even score it? Judge this. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, Jesus.
0: That was a wild fight. That was if a you had to give
1: someone the edge.
0: Well, cause cause it had to I, I don't probably uh Sadikoff, because he That's won- what I was he, too. he had the 10 8. He had that 10 8 round. So, like, if you wound up with a 10 8 round, I would say that you, um, it's in most cases you're winning the fight, but you can't lose the other two rounds or you wind up no. in that position. No. And he did. So, um, Jared Gordon got that first round knockout over Mark Madsen. Um, John Castaneda over, uh, Kyung Hao. Um, uh, that, uh, that was a fun fight. That was a really fun fight. Uh, another decision. Um, Joshua Van over Kevin Borjas and uh, Jamal Emers with that monster for it kicked the night off with a great with a great uh first round knockout. Um mm-hmm. which let's see how many the there was one, two, hold on. Three, four, five first round knockouts tonight. Mm-hmm. And then one, two, hold on, three, three other finishes that you had, two of those were submissions and one was a second round knockout. So like, you just got a lot of finishes tonight. It was a great night of fights, great night of fights. Um, Errol, tell me before we close it out. What do you want to see next uh, for the the main and co-main? Like, what do you want to see? Perhatska and Peheta go. Uh, let's start there. What do you want to see for the main event? What do,
1: where do you want to see those? Who do you want
0: to see those two fight next?
1: Dude, I I didn't even think it was an option until you said it. But I think the only I think the only thing you can do now is run those two back, give them some time to chill, throw in some sprinkle in some intermediate stuff. You know what I mean? Solve some of the lower level division things and then just let them go right back at it. Yeah, I agree.
0: I totally agree. I think it's a it's a clear and cut case where like the stoppage was at the, at the bare minimum if you're not going to err on the side of early, it was at, at least questionable. Um turn right around and run that back. Uh run it back. There's nobody Jamal's not going to be ready until summer. Like this dude if he's ready to go, he's next. If he's not ready to go in 3 to 4 months, 3 to 5 months, Like we're talking April May, if he's not ready, like somewhere in that range, um, yeah, I say you run it back um, and just get the fight that I think everybody wanted to see, and um, I think that's the move. Maybe UFC three hundred or three hundred one somewhere in that vicinity between March and May, and then the winner of that you can get Jamal in the summer when he's like fully healed. Mm-hmm. It's actually a good case scenario too, because like I think there was some questions about Jamal coming back in time to actually do that fight, the winner of this fight, um, just because of how bad the injury was. Like I don't think he's expected to be back for a bit. Um, so you you were going to wind up with a champion on ice. So like this is a case scenario where like it kind of solves that, because now you can just run this fight back and 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 do it again and get some get a definitive answer if Al- if Alex gets it done great we'll move on to jamal no problem but if yuri can get it done okay um you know you get the jamal fight which was going to happen anyway because those are the two guys that were linked up to fight in the first place and Mm -hmm. then you can maybe circle back to a trilogy down the road um so i think you're right yeah i think the rematch is good how about that co-main event what do you want to see next for pavlovich uh what do you next what what do you want to see next for aspinall
1: so that's um i don't i don't know because you know uh as as you see uh Pavlovich's power is still crazy, so it's not like you can just discard him. But, like, that was definitely one in a more spectacular fashion. Um, yeah. I I want to I want to see Jones tested. I think we deserve that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think Aspinall Jones is the move. I think Stipe, much respect. He's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Dude has not fought since he got knocked out by Francis. He's been kind of sitting on his – squatting on his, like, legacy – to try to get a a championship fight. And like, I, I, I agree that he deserves it to a degree, but like they said, I think Dana came out and said, he's like, I would never disrespect Stipe with an interim heavyweight title fight. And like, I just wonder if that means that Stipe wouldn't have taken one of these guys. And if that's the case, I don't know if, is Dana just being a dick and he just doesn't think that the fight would sell with Stipe unless it's Jones or would was steep just not interested in and he's been kind of difficult to deal with if that's the case bro like you haven't fought since 2020 right. like or like or maybe 2021 no I think it was 2020 like it's been a hot minute man you got a fight and um, so I would say that I would say one or the other I would like to even see uh, I know Jones has got the belt so I guess if you're going to do anything it would be aspinall Stipe in the in the meantime while you're waiting on Jones or you wait out Jones and you just bring the interim belt and the uh and the full undisputed belt together and and those two should fight. And Stipe Stipe if he wants to get in the mix put him up against Pavlovich. You see what I mean? Like maybe match those two up um, I don't know. Those are, those are a oh, couple, like it, a, a couple
1: think, of ideas. Yeah, like maybe a, a Pavlovich gone.
0: Yeah, Pavlovich gone actually probably makes sense. Gone's looking, so long as Jones is the champion, Gone ain't getting a sniff of that belt because of just how embarrassing that fucking heavyweight bout was. That championship fight was just so Yo, bad. If
1: anyone even wants to get that belt, I think they got to go to Tommy Aston now for it to yeah. be like, definitive. Totally agree.
0: Alright, well that's that's it for us tonight um, We just wanted to recap the uh, the pay-per-view Because we did a preview show So this has been the UFC po- uh, 295 post show uh, Thanks so much for joining us This has been the preview of News podcast We'll be back in, a, in a, a matter of a few days We're going to record our Napoleon Dynamite film episode We're going to dive into that film and talk a little bit about it um, This has been a UFC exclusive Post fight UFC 295 show um, For that I'm Jake, that was Harold. This is the peripheral news podcast. Thanks so much for joining us.